0: I would like to uh, begin with actually a prayer. So before I do that, though, I want you to use your imagination a little bit. Um, to begin this prayer, I want you to imagine it's not Sunday morning, it's Friday evening. And the sun has set, it's just set, it's now night. And you're at a table and there's two candles in front of you in this household on the table. So if you want to close your eyes and imagine that, if you want to keep your eyes open, whatever, we're going to pray. Okay, here we go. Now, at this household, the mother of the household would place a shawl over her head and begin this prayer. Blessed art thou, O Lord God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us by thy commandments and commanded us to kindle the Sabbath lights. May the Sabbath light, which illumines our dwelling, cause peace and happiness to shine in our home. Bless us, O God, on this holy Sabbath, and cause thy divine glory to shine upon us, and lighten our darkness and guide us and all mankind, thy children, towards truth and eternal light. Amen and then would move the hands like this, uh, take the smoke from the candles and, as part of a prayer going up to God. That's the opening prayer of a Sabbath Eve service in maybe a, a typical Jewish household. It's the Sabbath prayer to start the day. And Sabbath uh, is sundown on Friday the sundown on Saturday. So, for the Jewish people, the day was from sundown to sundown, not from midnight to midnight. The two candles represent the two different traditions in the Hebrew Scriptures, our Old Testament, that command the people of Israel to observe the Sabbath. The first one comes from Exodus chapter 20, where we hear about the giving of the law on Mount Sinai. And it says simply, remember the Sabbath. So one candle's lit, remember the Sabbath. And then we just heard the other one in Deuteronomy chapter 5. Observe the Sabbath day, and another candle's lit. The candles are lit to help us with remembering and observing the Sabbath day. Several years ago, I participated in a discussion at the end of an adult community class, I didn't mention this at the first service. and didn't realize two people worked at WCTC. (laughs) And that is exactly where uh, this class had taken place. It was an adult community class. And it was a parallel timeline in comparison of the Jewish timeline, the Christian timeline, and the Roman timeline from the birth of Jesus all the way to the Middle Ages. And I was asked to be a part of the last class to talk about the 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 main teaching of Christianity and answer any other questions they might have. Oh, great. Thank you very much. Fifteen years of history. You're going to ask me to answer some of these questions. But fortunately, I didn't have too many questions. I did spend my time talking about, of course, faith and faith in the resurrection. And I said, God saves by grace, and that's attainable by our faith in Jesus Christ. And I shared with them this statement from Luther, who said, this one and firm rock, which we call the doctrine of justification, justified by grace through faith. This chief article of the Christian doctrine, if this article stands, the church stands. If this article falls, the church falls. That's kind of what I shared with the people. And I had the first word, But I didn't have the last word. The last word was by a rabbi who was also invited to come and talk about the Jewish tradition. And I'll never forget what the rabbi said, the lesson that I learned from him. The rabbi said that faith was not the most important element of being Jewish. And that surprised me at first. He said it really is important. Of course, faith is not unimportant in a Jewish tradition. But he went on to say that it's not so important as Christians believe, or so important as we think it is. The rabbi said that observing the Sabbath was central to being Jewish. You can be a Jew by ethnicity. You can be a Jew by family genealogy. But the only one who observed the Sabbath, observed the Sabbath, was Jewish in the sense of God's command, in the sense of God's Torah. And as I mentioned, the Jewish Sabbath is on the seventh day. God rested on the seventh day of creation from sundown on Friday evening to sundown on Saturday. Now, of course, we all celebrate the Sabbath on Sunday, the first day of the week. And this is the manner in which the Christian church reached the point that we celebrate on Sunday. We hear from the testimony of the very earliest written gospel of the four, Mark. Listen to what Mark said. When the Sabbath was over, and here he means the Hebrew Sabbath, the Jewish Sabbath, on Friday night to Saturday. When that Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome went to the tomb very early on the first day of the week, Sunday morning. When the sun had risen, they went to the tomb in the early days of the Christian church, in the New Testament Christian church, they would keep and observe the Sabbath on Saturday, Friday night to Saturday night, and then they would also observe the Sabbath on Sunday morning. And eventually, Sunday replaced the Jewish Sabbath day. Sunday for us is the Always this Christian celebration of the resurrection of Jesus. And because it is, it's always a feast day. So it doesn't matter where it's Lent, doesn't matter where it's Advent, Sunday is a feast day. I love telling this story about German monks who made beer, okay? And I learned this from a beermeister that uh, during Lent, they would fast. They are part of a monastic order, and they would fast. And they would not eat all week long until Sunday when they could feast. But they had access to a lot of strong German beer. <laughs> Some of that dark German beer that they could drink as much as they wanted. <laughs> and so now you're having a sense of it, uh, maybe why a friar might be a little portly <laughs> from drinking all that beer especially during Lent. It's a feast day Sunday. And it's also what we call the eighth day of the, w- of the week because it marks the beginning of a new creation. I know it's hard to think about eighth day, but it's a new creation. It's almost as if a whole other day has been created because of the resurrection of Jesus. The Apostle Paul said that Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have died. He's the first fruit of an entirely new creation, and all the other fruits are going to follow behind him. First one raised from the dead, and there'll be many, many, many more raised from the dead. And then he went on to say, if anyone is in Christ, there's a new creation. Everything old has passed away, and see, everything has become new. So because of this beginning, because of this new creation, because Christ rose from the dead on Sunday morning, that's our celebration. That's our Sabbath. I'm fully aware of the fact that not everyone can get away on a Sunday morning. And congregations have experimented with many different worship times to celebrate that resurrection. But God was very concerned that we have one day that we can rest and observe And here's why it's so important. Professor Catherine Schifferdecker at Luther Seminary quotes a former pastor, Mark Olson, who preached a sermon on this giving of the law, this Torah, this giving of God's law to the people of Israel on Mount Sinai. And he said, at the Red Sea, God took the people of Israel out of Egypt. We're familiar with that story. They went through the Red Sea, and God delivered them, and they are now free. Then they wandered through the wilderness for a while, and they came to Mount Sinai. Pastor Mark said this, At Mount Sinai, God took Egypt out of the people. Think about that for a minute. He led them out of Egypt and made them free, but on Mount Sinai he took Egypt out of the people by giving this this command to rest and not work. You see, they'd been slaves for four hundred years in Egypt generation after generation after generation knew nothing other than you work when you're told to work and that's 24/7 that's 24/7 and if you have to work longer than from sunrise to sunset then that's what's going to be you don't have a choice work but now God says I've set you free so you will not work on this one day when I even rested from creation when I took a break from creating And on this one day, your slaves, if you have any, aren't going to be working either. And none of your animals are going to be working either. Why? To get it through your head that there's something more important here, and to not do to others what has been done to you. I can't help but say, uh, 2019, I don't know if you realize this, if you've been catching this in the news, but 2019 is 400 years from the time that the first slaves were brought to the shores of North America. 1619. The New York Times has a whole 1619 project. We can read lots of stories about that. Some pirates captured a Portuguese ship that was involved in the slave trade and brought 20 or so. African Americans taken, robbed from their homes to the shores of North America, 400 years. Think of the mindset, generation after generation after generation, of only knowing that you're a slave. But now, God says to the people of Israel, You are no longer slaves. So, don't act like slaves. Don't make others act like slaves. This was God's command take a rest. Take one day and rest. We are now a new creation in Christ. Everything old has passed away because we've been baptized into Christ. So don't act like you were enslaved to a 24-7 world. We're more connected and more willing to work than ever any other generation. But we have been set free. And don't expect a 24-7 world from everybody else remember and observe the Sabbath. You shall rest. God says we need a a rhythm in this new creation. We must regularly, weekly step out of the mindset and the activity swirling around us of measuring and comparing and competing and striving and producing and consuming And one day of the week, on purpose, whatever that day might be, you remember that you're not God. And you remember that you're just human and not better or worse than anyone else around you. And you remember and observe that you're connected to God and one another. that is what it means to be human this is what it means to be free this is the beginning of the new creation amen